Have you ever had a chip on your shoulder or tried to have a conversation with somebody who did? Well, it's a big old voice mask and it's a repellent. Voice masks are things that we put in place to get us a result that will always keep us from getting that result. Voice masks will keep you from getting to the next level, especially the ones that are repellents. It's time to take a look at chip on the shoulder, which is centered around needing to prove and crack it. So you can have the relationships, the success, the following, the money that you want. That's what we're talking about today on the podcast. I think you're going to really like this one. And I don't want you to miss a minute. Welcome to Captivate the Room with your host, internationally known voice expert, Tracy Goodwin, an award-winning speaker who has taught hundreds around the globe to make a big impact with their voice. This podcast is for anyone who wants to step onto a bigger stage, make a bigger impact, and have a voice that makes people listen. Presentation matters, and the voice is the missing link. Join in and you'll see why. Welcome to the podcast. I'm your host, Tracy Goodwin, and I'm so glad to have you with me today as always. Thank you so much for your shares and your downloads and for being a subscriber. I love being on this voice journey with you. And I've got a great episode for you today, but first I want to let you know that I am going to run another round of my eight-week live coaching program starting the first week of August. And this is actually, I think, the last time, well, I, I don't think, I know, it'll be the last time that I run this program at this price point after this round I'm actually have something new and super cool rolling out. So if you wanted to participate in this live coaching program, you need to go over to CaptivateTheRoom.com and click on the Work With Me tab. There are only six spots available. And there's actually not even six spots anymore because two people have already signed up and I've not even rolled anything out yet. So if you want to participate in eight weeks of live coaching with me, it's a really incredible program. I would love for you to join me. So that's going to be rolling out. I'm going to start at the around the first week of August. So pay attention to that. And also under the work with me tab will be, I've got a live training coming up if you want to sign up for that. So I hope to work with you while I'm still running that program. Now, today I want to talk about something kind of serious. It is kind of serious. Actually, looking at my notes, the next three episodes I have are a little bit serious. So maybe I need to roll in something a little more fun along the way. I want to talk today about, I'm going to talk about masks today, voice masks. And voice masks, I'm going to talk about one in particular and something very specific. Voice masks are things that we put in place to hide behind that we think will get us a result that become the very thing that keeps us from getting that result. Voice masks come from what is going on in your subconscious. 
As you know, my methodology that I created is called Psychology of the Voice Effect. Psychology of the Voice is my concept. And what I believe without a shadow of a doubt, whatever is going on in your mind, based on your stories, is how you're using your voice. Now, emotions and situations and scenarios are, you know, moment by moment play into this. The concept of psychology of the voice is literally what were you, what was spoken to you? What did your parents or your teachers or your neighbors or your sisters or whoever say to you? when you were little or in your life that you created stories around and in turn used your voice according to those stories like, hey, nobody wants to hear what you have to say or shut up or stop talking. And then your subconscious grabbed, somebody said that to you and then your subconscious grabbed that nugget and said, don't worry, I've got this. And little by little, shut your voice down. So that's the concept, as you know, of psychology of the voice. But we can literally have day-to-day experiences that play into this as well. It never fully stops. What I believe that we have to do is we have to eradicate the core. And the core are the core drivers And the core bad habits that those drivers left behind. So I always give the example of Bill, a guy I worked with in New York many years ago, who came to work with me. He wanted to sound more confident. And y'all have heard me tell this story. He walked in the door. I said, hi, Bill. It's so great to meet you. I'm Tracy. And he reached out his hand and said, it's great to meet you. And the first thought in my mind, this was when I was, this was actually when I was really, really heavy in the research of creating psychology of the voice. I said, do you have siblings? And he said, I have six older sisters. So those sisters, while they loved Bill and he loved them, played a huge part in his psychology of the voice story. Why? Because they said things like, Bill, stop talking. All you do is talk. We don't want to hear you. Get out of our room. And Bill's subconscious went, don't worry, I've got this. We're going to make you invisible. We have those core stories and we have those core bad voice habits that were left behind. But then we've got moment to moment stuff. Experiences. You know, I always laugh when I teach live and I talk about Dr. Swain, senior year, Baylor University, that wasn't coffee in his cup. And what he said to me when I didn't know an answer, we had been given a reading assignment. I am not on any level of visual learner. I am auditory and kinesthetic. And I had, we'd had some chapter thing to read or whatever. And he called on me and he said, Tracy, what's the X, Y, Z? I don't remember the question. And I couldn't retrieve it because I had never really learned it. I did the homework. I always did the homework, but I didn't go back and reread it and, you know, get it in my bones. And it made him mad and he reacted and he screamed at me and he made the, everybody do a research paper over spring break. So not only was I humiliated and shamed in front of my peers, 
but the now they hated my guts because they now had to write a research paper over whatever this, I'm sure it was like, you know, I think it was something to do with raincoats or whatever, because I couldn't retrieve the answer fast enough. That happened long after I was five. I mean, you know, this was, I probably was what, 20, 21? But that was in 87. And I still remember it like it was yesterday. The difference becomes now I have tools and techniques that when these day-to-day things happen, I don't lock in a new bad habit and a new voice story. I know how to not even go there anymore. And that's what I teach. But the impact of that for eight years, I told myself I wasn't smart enough to get a master's degree. I really wanted a master's degree. I probably wanted it for all the wrong reasons because I wanted a master's degree because my dad had a master's degree and I loved him so deeply. But it took me eight years to go get that master's degree because I didn't think I was smart enough and it was all based around that one event. So I give you all this backstory. Well, and then let me just say, just not to brag at all, but for you to see the point of these, of the power of the subconscious and how badly it can derail you, I ended up with a 4.0 in that master's degree. And then I went on to get another one. So it wasn't about smart. It was about the subconscious was trying to protect me. And for the first year, I didn't raise my hand. For the first year in that master's degree, I was terrified to say anything out of fear of getting it wrong. Now, this was long before psychology of the voice or any of my voice research. But this is the, these are the people that I live with daily, you know, all day long. This is what people are coming to me with. And all of this stuff can be changed. First, we have to eradicate the story and then the bad habits. And then I've got to give you some techniques to not go backwards, to not go to that place again. And that's when we're going to that place again, that's how we're creating these masks. And the one that I want to talk about today is one that you've really not heard me talk about much, but I've heard it a lot lately, a lot. And it is not working for you. And that is chip on the shoulder. When you have a chip on your shoulder, you are carrying resentment. You've, there, there's, who knows, you know, there could be a lot of things around it because it's all individualized. Resentment, betrayal, anger, frustration. You didn't get what you wanted. You don't like the way things are going. This can be victim. And there's a lot of people that have a chip on their shoulder because they're locked up in life isn't fair. And what is happening is that chip is coming out in your voice. Now, this is where I'm going to give you a, a quick timeout. You could say to me, well, feelings are justified. Emotions are justified. Well, I'm going to, I'd probably argue with you on that and I would show you a lot of data and research on raw emotions and how they shut the subconscious down and how we have to approach things differently. And we really need to choose 
when we are going to be emotional because emotion in the tone is not going to work for you ever. And that's what we do. We tend to use tone to do the heavy lifting and then we tell people we're direct. You're not being direct. When you've got a chip on your shoulder, you can play that in the short game and you can get a following in the short game and you can get lot you can you can have moderate success in the short game this is kind of like when i was talking about filler words filler words are not going to derail your whole career in the short game you're fine but in the long game in the big following in the next level in the superseding where you're at in the commanding presence space, in the big long game, chip on your shoulder isn't going to work. It is going to repel people. It is a repellent. So while some of your audience, it is not, it is not bothered, they are not bothered by, I would probably, I'd love to do a research project on Actually, they may have a chip on their shoulder too. And so they're identifying with your sound. But people that do not work in that space are going to have an aversion and they are not going to feel good when they hear you talk at, the, at them with a chip on your shoulder. So in your long game of next level of building your brand, of increasing your audience and really being able to command a presence and touch everybody, chip on your shoulder is not going to work. I recently worked with a guy. I hired him and it was really fascinating. He did some work for me. And when he worded what I do, he took a really beautiful spin on it, something that I'd never thought about. And this is because I get so deep in voice land But he said, the work that you do is really about taking entrepreneurs to the next level without them having to spend any more money on advertising or help or create new products because you teach them how to use the nuances of their voice to reach the parts of their audience that are there but are not engaging or buying. And I said, that's it exactly. So you've got 100% of an audience, 75% of them or less, you know. You might call them lurkers. I have heard from people when I talk about some of my mentors, they've said, yeah, you know, he just didn't speak to me or she just didn't speak to me. I really, I wanted to buy, but just didn't feel it. There's something going on in their voice. And so there's an aversion. And that's what masks, and especially a repellent mask, which really in many ways they all are repellent, but something like chip on your shoulder, arrogance, needing to prove, those are huge repellents. They're going to cost you at least 25% of your audience, meaning income. So the fastest way to level up and the fastest way to increase your following and command more presence and get those people who aren't quite feeling it and haven't bought yet, getting them to buy means 
working on your voice and specifically moving voice masks out because voice masks are a little bit like bulletproof glass. Some of them are really major repellents. Others just create a slight barrier between us. Now I can hear them and identify them. You can hear them and process them subconsciously. You just won't be able to identify them. It will be the moment where, like the example I just gave you, just not totally feeling it. You know, I just, I don't know. I, I want to buy, but I, that's bulletproof glass. That tells me you are working behind a voice mask, most likely, or you're not using your voice in a way that compels me to take the action that you want me to take. So separate, we've got the core story, the core bad habits, we have to deal with that. And then what we're talking about now is really the day-to-day. I don't know, well, I probably do know if I thought it through. Does chip on your shoulder come from an experience before you're five? It's possible. But chip on your shoulder mask probably comes from, I didn't get what I want, this made me mad, I perceived you said this or did this, assumptions, expectations, victim, all of that is going to lead to chip on shoulder. And that could have happened yesterday, last week, three years ago, 10 years ago. It's also like victim. I have a family member and we talk about this person a lot and we don't exactly understand when the shift happened because this was the person that was the fun person that we just, I mean, just the Everybody gravitated to this person and now everybody avoids this person at all cost because they're so toxic with their tongue. Well, that didn't happen before she was five because she was the favorite person in the family that everybody gravitated to. Something happened. So these some things that happen moment to moment, they're coming through your voice. They're going through your mind and then they're coming out your voice. And it could literally be a perception in a moment. Somebody says something, you take it out of context, you get a chip on your shoulder. That is terrifying to me. And the reason we go there is because that is easier and feels safer to us than let me stop and ask a question and potentially risk a conflict. Let me listen acutely. Let me listen differently. Let me lean in to empathy. But most of all, let me ask for clarification. Okay, I perceived that you just said this, but I don't want to take it out of context. Is that what you meant? But no, we immediately go to ruffled feathers, feelings hurt, defensiveness, life's not fair. I know who you are. You're done. And then we carry that with us. And we take that out on everybody and then we repel everybody and then we've created a pattern. And then we've created a scenario where we're mad because we didn't get what we wanted. So we've got this chip on our shoulder or somebody hurt our feelings or things didn't go the way that we thought they should. So we put a chip on our shoulder and then we recreate it and then we keep not getting what we want. Do you see the problem here? So what has to happen is we have to move that mask out and we have to communicate differently. And part of that is, you know, it's such an inside job. I mean, it's such an inside job. And when I had Jen Forster on the show a little while back, I asked her, 
I don't know if this was in our conversation before we started the recording or if it happened in the, I don't remember if you heard this or not, but I asked her, I said, why is it that some people deep dive and get it and some people don't? Why do some people stay mad with a chip on their shoulder their whole life? Why do some people stay in victim mode their whole life? And I believe if I remember right, her answer was something to the effect of, well, that's just where they're at. And that's all they're going to process in this lifetime. So we've got to listen differently and we've got to be willing to ask the hard questions, not only to ourselves, but to the people that we're communicating with. With neutrality, say, hold on a minute. I have a feeling that, let me just clarify. I just want to get clarification on what you meant by that. Because my knee-jerk reaction, I got my feelings hurt for a second, but I don't know if you meant it that way. But we don't. We don't do that. We immediately go into emotion and hurt and look what you did to me. And nobody's doing anything to you. And that's the person that's carrying the chip on their shoulder mask. That's what's going on with them internally. Look at what you're doing to me. Look at how you're robbing me. Look at how you're talking to me. Look at how you're treating me. And I want to know, is that ultimately true? Or is that a perception that really requires clarification? Generally, the chip on the shoulder mask, somebody's got something to prove. They're very closely linked and they want to prove their worth or prove they know what they're talking about or prove they know more than you or prove they're better than you or prove that it doesn't, you know, that nobody's going to screw me over this time. And it's a repellent. Chip is proof and it's a repellent. And ultimately, you know, my question for those of you that struggle with a needing to prove mask or chip on your shoulder mask is how is proving me wrong going to make you right? How is proving me wrong building the relationship? How is spewing venom on me from a previous experience solving the problem? changing things for you. Do you see that loop? It's back to that loop. So to do it different, one of the first things that we have to do is we have to be willing to let that go, let that mask go. And you know, a lot of times I can identify so many different masks. I'm going to talk about them in my new book. And so many people come to me. And one of the things that I say to them is, you must be really exhausted. And it's because I can hear it in their voice. And they say, yeah, I am. And it's from holding up these masks. So you have to be willing to be willing to let that mask down. And so you have to be willing to look at the perception versus reception. What you perceive we're going to think without that mask is wrong. And that's why you've put that mask in place is because you're trying to control the outcome of what we think about you. And that is not possible. It is not possible for me to like make you like me. I can control the conversation and I can use my voice in a way to make you feel how I want you to feel. But at the end of the day, you might go, I can't stand that woman. 
you have no control of the outcome. And that's what masks are doing. I'm putting this in place to get the result that I want, and it will keep you from ever getting that result ever. So we have to be willing to be willing to let that mask go. You know, I've told you all this story before about Deanne, that mentor I had in my early 20s. Yeah, probably was mid-20s. And she asked me, it was probably some, I was probably had some chip on my shoulder is probably where this came from. And she said, are you willing to stop doing that? And I said, no, I'm not. And she said, okay. I loved her. I could straight shoot with her like that. She put up with me. Are you willing to be willing to be willing to be willing to consider letting it go? And I thought for a minute and I said, yeah, I'm willing to do that. And that willing to be willing to be willing to be willing to consider turned into willing to be willing to consider to be willing to consider to be willing to doing it. You got to let down the masks if you ever want to get to that next level, that relationship you're longing for, you might be blocking it with a mask. That next level in your career, that position, that following, it could be the mask that you put in place, if it is a repellent mask, especially a chip on shoulder that's keeping you from getting it. Chip on shoulder is very much like defensive. Have you ever talked to someone and you said something and they became defensive? See how it's all in the needing to prove family? So you have to be willing to let it go. And if you're exhausted enough, you will be willing to let it go. Put that mask down and let us see who you really are And so you have to reframe the story that you've been telling yourself about what we're going to think when we know who you really are. Well, we don't like you anyway because of that mask. I mean, I'm just shooting straight with you. If you're repelling me, if you have a chip on your shoulder, I'm not going to be a fan. I'm not going to be a super fan. I'm going to be in that percentage that, gosh, I sure would love to work with you, but there's no way I can. People ask me all the time, how do you navigate the world, Tracy, with the way you can hear things? And I say, it's not easy. I don't turn my listening ear on most of the time because it cuts me to the bone to hear what I hear in people's voices. And really, everybody else is the same way. I just know, I just hear the intentions behind it. I just hear the underbelly of it, like what Jen and I were talking about. I can, she was talking about there's layers, and I was talking about, I can hear those layers. I can tell somebody when they have a chip on their shoulder mask, what's underneath it. I hear both. But the regular guy doesn't. The regular guy goes off of, how does that make me feel? And if you've got a chip on your shoulder mask, that's not going to make me feel too good. I'm not going to be a super fan. So your defensiveness, your heart on your sleeve, your I've got something to prove is costing you. So you've got to be willing to have humility to say, okay, hold on a minute. But I got to tell you, I feel like X, Y, Z. I don't know if you meant that or not, but did you? Nine times out of 10, the person is going to go, oh my gosh, no, I didn't mean that at all. But instead, you don't say anything and you get your feelings hurt and you put up a mask and then you punish the world. But you know what? You're not punishing us. You're punishing you. It's like drinking poison and waiting for the other person to die with those repellent masks. You will never get what you want 
when you have a mask. Not fully. No way. So ask the question. Be willing to get in a conflict over it. Be willing to say, well, you know what? That hurt my feelings. But until you're ready to go there, you're going to hide behind voice masks and you're never going to ultimately get what you want. So ask those questions. And here's the thing, and I'm going to do a whole episode on this. I haven't outlined it yet, but grace and mercy and humility, they go a long way. Not only in making people feel good, but they go a long way in getting you what you want. Instead of pushing, start pulling with grace and mercy and forgiveness and humility. And then you won't need that mask. Because guess what? Here's the thing. We function as if everything is about us. And I have pretty big news. It's not. It's really not. If you have been wronged, if you are unhappy, if you want to punish other people, if you find that you are passive aggressive, if you think you know everything, if you're angry or victim or any of those things, chances are good you have a repellent mask in place at some times or another. And anybody can set it off. Anybody can bring it up. Any word, any phrase, any tone. Before you throw out the baby with the bathwater, pause, take in a breath, and ask a couple of questions. Because that very person that you're talking to might be your next customer. And they might be even bigger than that. They might be the next customer that's going to ultimately bring you into their company. That's happened to me more times than I can count. Somebody, an individual hired me, I coached them, and then they brought me into their company. That happens regularly. Stop repelling people. Stop hiding behind voice masks because you're afraid of being wrong or hurt or known. That is if you want to reach that next level of success because that mask is what's keeping you from getting there. All right, I hope this was helpful. I'm going to do some more breakdowns on masks. And I've got a lot of other good episodes coming up for you. And we dive deep into masks. I get rid of masks in my work. Whether you work with me privately or whether you work in one of my groups, masks are a thing of the past when we're done. And you get the tools so that if you feel one of those masks creeping up, we get rid of that. You have a tool to get rid of that. You don't go there anymore. Because... Revealing the real you and revealing the best version of you and vulnerability and all your fear around that, it's a trick of your subconscious. There's no fear around it. There's freedom around it. All right. So I hope you'll take a look at the program coming up in August. Like I said, I've only got four spots left and I'd love for you to join me. So check it out. If you have any questions, let me know. Otherwise, I hope to see you in the free training. But that's it for today. I'm going to go ahead and wrap it up. And until I see you next time, you know what to do. Get out there and speak your truth. Just do it beautifully. 
Thanks for listening to Captivate the Room with Tracy Goodwin. You can reach out to her at captivatetheroom.com and be sure to grab The Voice Formula, a free video series that will help you start making a bigger impact with your voice today. If you've enjoyed this episode, please leave a review on iTunes.